You're listening to Rhema for Today Radio. Now the Lord Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. You see, that same Lord that we've confessed to be our Lord is my shepherd because he said, I'm the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. So we can live in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord's my shepherd. I do not want. Now I keep it instead of saying I shall not. That makes it future tense. I, I read it. I do not because he's my present tense shepherd. That means there's perfect satisfaction. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagen on his teaching, Growing Up Spiritually, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Ken Hagen for today's message. Then the 23rd Psalm, you know it, it's so beautiful. But it's, it's more than just words. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now to me, no passage in all the Bible describes the love attitude of God the Father and of Jesus toward us more beautifully than the 23rd Psalm. Now, you know, many of these Psalms are prophetic. The 22nd Psalm is a picture of Jesus dying. In the 23rd Psalm, he is the good shepherd. The 24th Psalm shows him as the coming King of kings and Lord of lords upon this earth. Well, we're living in the 23rd Psalm right now. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, when Jesus came, he said, I am. Now, notice, present tense. I am the good shepherd. Notice, Romans said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus as Lord. See? Now, the Lord Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. You see, that same Lord that we've confessed to be our Lord is my shepherd because he said, I'm the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. So we can live in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord's my shepherd. I do not want. Now, I keep it instead of saying, I shall not. That makes it future tense. I, I read it, I do not, because he's my present tense shepherd. That means there's perfect satisfaction. Well, all of that belongs to us. 23rd Psalm is mine. It's yours. And uh, our Heavenly Father, my Father, you see, is the one who's on the throne. My Father is the one that prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Praise God. And so I can laugh at my enemies, for he guides me down the paths of grace through the realm of righteousness, where I stand in his presence as though sin had never been. And I romp and play in the throne room of grace with never a thought nor a fear nor a dread because, you see, my Father is the one who's on the throne. Now, he may be judge to the world, and he may be God to the sinner, 
but he's father to me. And sometimes I come in, most of the time, in fact, to visit with him, and I hear him say, Son, is there anything you want? What can I do for you? And I say, Father, I don't want a thing. You're so wonderful and so lovely and so good. You've already provided for me all I'll ever need. And you wrote me a letter and told me about it. So I don't have a care. I don't have a need. I, I don't have a want that hasn't been met. No, I didn't come for something. I'll tell you, Father, I just came in to visit with you for a while. I just wanted to hang around the throne. i just like to be near you, Father. My father said to me, Oh, I could hear his voice so plainly as he spoke to me. Son, you don't know how that delights my heart. No earthly father ever desired the companionship and the fellowship of his children any more than I, the heavenly father, desire the fellowship and the companionship of my children. You know, he said to me, I made man so I'd have someone to fellowship with. I made man for my companion. In fact, I'll put it this way. And he said it to me just in these words. I made man so I'd have someone to pal with. I put Adam on the earth in the garden, and in the cool of the day I'd go down and walk and talk with him. It is so blessed, dear friends, and so wonderful to be able to walk with God. And so get acquainted with your father by walking with him. Get acquainted with him through the Word. All these scriptures we've given you, we could give you many more. You just add to them that reveals your Father, His love, His care, His protection, His keep, His attitude towards you, His child. Our main text for this series is Ephesians 4.15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Notice right in that verse, the 15th verse, those three words, may grow up. We are talking about growing up spiritually. Now notice the 13th verse of this same fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or unto a mature, full-grown man. Now, growing up spiritually we can say, has to do with knowledge. Because he said, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So we may paraphrase it like this, growing up spiritually by receiving the knowledge. How is it going to come about? That is, how are we going to receive the knowledge of the Son of God until we grow up into a mature, full-grown Christian? I think we all want to be mature spiritually. But just wanting it to be doesn't make it so. How are we going to grow spiritually? Well, we've already pointed out in some of our other lessons at the beginning of this series that in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, Peter says, or I like to put it like this, the Holy Spirit said through the apostle Peter, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. Now there's that word grow, that you may grow thereby. You see, God starts us in the spiritual, just like folks get started in the natural. When babies are born, they start off on milk. They couldn't eat meat. And God says that this sincere milk of the Word will cause us to grow. Yet there's some things Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and to the Hebrew church which are of interest to us. Let's notice from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. And I, brethren, Paul says could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not meat, 
for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Then in Hebrews, the fifth chapter, the eleventh verse, of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Or, now we might put it this way, some things are hard to get over to folks because they are dull of hearing. Twelfth verse, For when for the time ye are to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For every one that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Now the margin of the King James translation reads, has no experience in the word of righteousness. Well, we might ask, now why has he no experience in the word of righteousness? For he is a babe. But strong meat, the 14th verse says, belongs to them that are of full age, or that is, mature. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now we can readily see, friends, that back there in the early church, they had the same problem then that we face now, that of growing. They were just like us. They should have been teachers, but they still needed to be taught. They couldn't be taught anything very deep, but still had to be taught the Word. Paul said, I fed you on milk, for you couldn't take the meat. The milk of the Word he's talking about here is the preaching and staying with the first principles of the doctrine of Christ that's given to us in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, verses 1 and 2. Paul calls that the milk of the Word, not the strong meat. When you still have to be taught the first principles, you're still on milk. It seems to me that that's about all that we've done and about all that we've had to do. But now, how are we going to grow up? Well, let's look back at that clause in Ephesians 4.13, which speaks about growing up in the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, receiving the knowledge feeding upon God's Word until you gain a knowledge of the plan of God which He planned and sent the Lord Jesus to consummate, until you gain a knowledge of what you are in Christ and Christ in you, until you gain a knowledge of what He did for you in His death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and seating at the right hand of the Father until you gain a knowledge of what he's doing for you right now, seated at the right hand of the Father, where he ever liveth to make intercession for you, until you gain a knowledge of your standing before the throne of God, until you gain a knowledge of the fact that he defeated Satan and demons, and that all the forces of the rulers of the darkness of this world are dethroned powers, and that they can't rule over you. Now, when you do that, you're getting out beyond milk. But you know you can't preach that to some folks. You can't get too deep in there. To be honest with you, I know a lot of things I've never taught yet. Well, now, why not? Well, folks have to be ready for it. Paul said, in effect, there are some things I'd like to teach you, but you couldn't bear it. They couldn't take it. And I don't mean it as some far-fetched revelation. It's a pure, simple reveal Word of God, but it's beyond where we've been. So we have to go slowly so folks can assimilate what we do give. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. 
you can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of the book by Kenneth E. Hagen entitled, Growing Up Spiritually, and the two-CD set by Ken Hagen entitled, Our Rights in Christ. These great resources are at the special price of $15.95. That's $10 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You know, we also have a Word of Faith magazine that people can get a hold of. They can read it online yes. or and they can download it or you can sign up and have a hard copy sent to it if you want to. That's but right. it's better just to just to read it online or download it yourself. Yes. That makes it a lot easier. You can find out all about us, where we're going, all about where our Living Faith Crusades are going to be yes. and where we're going to be. In fact, uh, we just got back from... Uh, being over in Norway and yes. then uh, then into uh, uh, over in Asia and yes. Australia. Yes. So Samoa. Yes, yeah, Samoa. Mm-hmm. All of that you can just go to Rama.org and you find out all of those things. Or if you want, would like to have any of our products, there's an online bookstore there. That's right. Call now and ask the operator for this month's special radio offer. Call today, toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or visit rhema.org. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.